Oh no, I'm not gonna run you through a strongman event, sir. I'm gonna run you what? through a strongman full day competition. Full day, yeah, but you're not gonna be doing a full day mobility. That's not anywhere, it's not the same scale. It's like an entirely different. Right, uh, when you compete in strongman, you do a full day competition. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I've seen you lose tons of weight on a few mm. different diets, and you like you really dive into stuff, but you get as strict as you can. But like I'm saying, how like you're not a nutritionist. Well, let's give right? some so... context there because you can't have the entire audience of 47 people <laughs> thinking that I was just a giant fatty, right? Is that you I weren't always <laughs> a giant fatty, but <laughs> it just looks really nice. It, it looks great. Such a shame if you get a lot of use out of it. It's eventually gonna break, right? Yeah, I mean, if you keep dropping with a lot of weight on it, would yeah. for sure. But look, I'm a bit of a, bit of a handyman, so it might be all right. <laughs> just, just keep fixing it. <laughs> yeah, just no, I mean. I all righty, uh, everybody, welcome to the Strength Institute podcast. We've got a new setup today. We're in the office at the gym. Um, I've got Adrian. Adrian is the new employee here at the Strength Institute. And I guess today's podcast is a little different. Uh, we're going to be probably a bit more of an introduction to the pair of us because unless you know us or are already training here, you don't really know that much about us. So um, I guess I'll start with myself really quickly. Yeah. Is that I was, uh, I was in uni doing architecture, hated it. Wait, what? You were doing architecture? I actually never knew that. Sure was. Did architecture. Did Archite a year of it? Architecture. Architecture. Did okay, a year of it. First of all, why yeah. architecture? Because when I was growing up... Also, how did I not know this? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a man, man of many talents. Okay. When I was uh, growing up, um, Dad was heavily involved in a lot of big uh, developments um, in terms of sort of like developing land and, and um, uh, stuff like that. So I got to go into the offices and look at all the architects and the urban planners um, using all their uh, SketchUp and AutoCADs, and I thought it was really cool. So I was like, oh, I'll do that, and uh, went to UWA. And it was a very backwards degree back then. They said you're not going to touch a computer until fourth year, and we're drawing bowls of fruit in year one. I was like, this is <laughs> this is not architecture, and I'm not having a bar of it. So I stopped, and I went and worked in construction for a little while, tried to find out some things that I was uh, into. And uh, basically, I broke my arm playing rugby, and I was like, well, what do I want to do now? And uh, I ended up uh, going back um, to do my cert three and four in personal training. Loved it. I was like, I need to learn more. So re-enrolled back at uni for exercise and sports science. Um, when I finished that degree, uh, I got myself a job while well, I was working during that time. At a, when at did you start right off during that point? Yeah, I was in another uh, personal training studio. Um, I was working with them after my cert fit three and four, so probably around 2009. Okay. And so uh, I 2008. 2010, and that's yeah. when we first met. It's 10 years. This yeah, we've year. known each other for over 10 years now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, I was working at Renoff. I was. Uh, um, I was going to uni for my sports science degree. I finished that. I just wanted to keep learning, so I went back and did my master's degree in uh, uh, strength and conditioning. Um, and during that time, got uh, you know credited up with you know the Australian Strength and Conditioning Association with Powerlifting Australia, and uh, and just kept sort of learning from there. Um, I was working. Then when I went back to uni again for an MBA, is yeah. when I decided that I wanted to start my own business. And I was working from home for four years, two years part time, two years full time until I could open up this place. And take it away. Um, yeah, and then here we are right now in this gym. Um, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a journey. I, I got to say, I had no idea that you started out in architecture. I, I can't did. believe I I've never. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, me, well, where do I even start? I did a bunch of stuff before I even got into PT. I, I had like a bunch of weird jobs 
um, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do right from high school and nothing really ever stuck until I got into the whole PT thing. Um, went to TAFE, I was living in Mandra and uh, was doing TAFE through when Renault were running a course at the time actually uh, in Shenton Park. Wait, I, you I did your PT three four through Shenton yes, Park? Yes, I did. So they, they used to run their own course. They did. It, was not, it was not long lived that course. It um, wasn't long lived. There was... We were the second. There was a group before us and a group after us, and it was Ken. I think after three three years it was, or three 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 groups. Three groups yeah. yeah, and um, actually really lucky that I did that because it wasn't just like a typical personal training thing. They hit all the uh, criteria that you had to hit, um, but they also made it more specific to personal training. So a lot of the stuff that we did was a lot more helpful than a lot of the courses that are out there now. Anyway, yeah. well, that's um, true. I, I mean, it's easy to say that, but it's it's one hundred percent true. Like um, a lot, of, there's so many different personal training courses online, in person, and and I probably learned eighty percent of my go-to oh, yeah. personal training on the actual gym floor. Yeah, on so the gym floor, you learn so much more. And, experience and is They invaluable. did a lot more, a lot more theory, uh, a lot more sorry, practical than they did theory. Um, they made sure that we did all the theory we had to do, but they they focused more on what they thought would be better beneficial as well. So yeah, and then after that, uh, I was just kind of like, hey, uh, give me a job, <laughs> and I travelled from Mandra to Perth. Dunkrake where the gym was yeah. a couple weeks in a row on like a Saturday and they were like when they found out they were like yeah absolutely move closer and you'll get a job and that's when I started around off um, and then I just kind of stuck with it ever since I fell in love with it I, I get distracted and bored easy so personal training was a, a good one that stuck for me and I actually find it interesting so I stuck with it from them and pretty much have stayed in the industry since uh, I did that which was about 2009 started with run of 2010 and uh, worked there for a little while was going to get a job on the mines, and then it fell through, so I handed in my notice, then it fell through, and then I had to scramble for jobs. So I worked at like four or five different personal training studios, commercial gyms, which wasn't my favorite time, um, then gym in the city, which was actually really good, and then after that, I just decided that I needed a little more, so I went to uni and uh, did my uh, Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science, and then after uni, I graduated two years ago, just kind of fell out of focus and lost uh, my general direction, didn't really know what I wanted to do, and got this great idea where I would try and use my, my degree to get like a job, like a... <laughs> Wait a minute, all that time and money that you spent, you wanted to actually use it? I know, right? Outrageous. So I stopped coaching for a while, and in that time actually, while I wasn't coaching, probably for about two or three years while I was doing the degree, I, I went on and did like a bunch of self-development learning, learned a bunch of different training styles, went into capoeira for a while, learned some gymnastic stuff, calisthenic stuff, movement-based stuff, a whole range of different stuff, tricking as well. Um, yeah, and it gave me a really big base of stuff that now I can apply to training coming back now, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I so when I graduated uni, I was kind of a bit lost, didn't really know what I was gonna do, I was out of coaching at the time. I got a job as a DEXA technician for a while, Trying to break into the the well, the health side, the health the health industry that sort of thing, and I just was sitting in front of a computer screen all day every day, and I did not like it. Nope, at all, not even a little bit. It was breaking me on the inside a little bit. Just being boxed in a room all day every day it was, it was a bit too much for me. Can't handle it. This is more my environment, and so I uh, got out of that, started working actually at Oz Harvest um, over the past year. Really, really enjoy that job as a food rescue driver, and yeah. I kind of think that everything, it, it came around about back to you having your space here in a really nice way because I was out. I was out of the industry. I was done with it, wasn't happy with it. It's really difficult to be a personal trainer in the industry at the moment because everyone's just trying to just 
high turnover of t trainers with yeah. the way that the payment schemes work. They're just trying it. to get people in, take as much money or get as much money out of them as they can and then just kind of push them along. It's a revolving door and there's a it lot is. of a lot of people will, will say it and uh, it's true and I refuse to sell out. That's why here at the Sprint Institute we do not do big group exactly. classes where you have 15, 20 people trying to squat with terrible technique to one to two coaches. Yeah. Uh, don't stand it. Refuse to sell out yeah. and uh, that will never happen here. Actually, I, want but, to, I want to touch on that point again. Yes, yeah, please. But yeah, so that was why this was such a like opportunistic time for me with you opening up the gym, me seeing it happen where you went from where we met 10 years ago to now, just slowly building yourself up to having this business. And then having someone to actually work where you care a little bit. You yes. Know? Instead of caring about money, you care about the product and the people and everything. And so, yeah, I'm stoked. This, this kind of put a little bit of passion back in me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been really good from my uh, point of view as well because when I was um, getting busier in here over the last, you know, been about 14, 15 months in the Ginger Luck location um, since moving out of the, the garage start, uh, there were good times. Though. It was good times, and, and there's some strong people training out there as well. But it's yeah. uh, it was time to expand, and uh, but my time was getting less and less in here with availabilities. I was running out of space to put put people, and it was sort of that time to reach out and get another trainer in. And I actually did advertise for a little bit, um, just on the Facebook and a few different places like that, looking for you know trainers, and and it was hard. Like it was hard to find people that um, that I thought would be trustworthy. It was hard to find people that actually had. A certain standard um, that they could bring to the table um, that I thought because I do want to keep a high standard here and um, I didn't just want to go with the weak big certificate um, sort of personal trainer and so I was like well I'll reach out to Adrian because I know he's not working in the industry at the minute but I know he's got an extensive background in movement flexibility mobility as well as strength which would really complement the training styles in here and he was uh, interested and we we originally started off we'll, we'll give everyone a quick rundown we we're going to start off I'd already planned for three months of losses of paying you and, yeah. and not making any money. And, and within eight weeks, eight weeks next week? Eight weeks next week. This week has been eight weeks. This, this week's eight, eight weeks. Week. Yeah. And Adrian has already fully booked up his 20 hours with 20 clients. Yeah. And we're going to put him on to a, uh, under, up to 28 hours. And then yeah. three and a half days That's was right. what you wanted to I work remember, on. So I remember right. sitting down where you, we went over the numbers and you were saying that it would take, well, budgeting yourself to run at a loss for roughly three months. And that was done after two weeks. It was. Yeah, luckily. That's nice. It's good. Very luckily. Very luckily. Well, I don't even think luckily. It's been like pretty steadily increasing That's since it. then, and now I'm at capacity. Well, and what's handy as well is because you've helped take a little bit of my workload too, and I'm now trying to focus on driving the social media monster, which I have been pretty poor at in the past, but I've got my checklist now. Every day I'm hitting Google Business and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And, yeah, and, um, yeah and, and for those that are uh, only listening, um, make your way over to the Strength Institute YouTube page because in the next coming months, Adrian and I are doing a fully comprehensive video catalog on basically every single mobility, warm-up, cool-down exercise, stretches, strength training exercises, strongman events, powerlifting, set up the do's, the don'ts, the variations, and um, it's going to be pretty cool. So that's an ongoing project of ours. We're also going to try to do a weekly podcast where... We uh, just shoot the breeze, but also talk about uh, you know things that are currently happening in either the health and fitness industry or with uh, you know competitive competition, um, and just have a bit of a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never done anything like this before, um, podcast or even just free form stuff, where we can just talk about absolutely whatever we want. So yep. it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and what direction it goes in as well. There's a lot of stuff that we could say but there's a lot of stuff that we shouldn't say <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun i think to see kind of what we can do with it as well yeah absolutely 
Also, hold on. Before we do go any further, I think even before that, we need... Do we need to give this a name or a tagline, right? Because you've got your professional podcast where you interview interesting people and the people who are, like, very qualified in their niche industries. Well, this one's just going to be a, a general, right? Yeah. Have a little bit of fun with it. Have you thought about any names for it? There's a couple names floating around. Oh, I did do one podcast earlier with uh, Chris Hines from Run Up as well, I right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah talk, I called it Talking tra- Training? Trainer Talk. Trainer Talk. Trainer okay. Talk. Yeah. So it's Trainer Talk. We could call it Coach Chat. We could... we're, we're not always going to have trainers, right? Like we've talked about a few ideas that we're going to have yeah, going forward. We're going we're we're to have just, just people like clients and friends and that sort of thing, right? Absolutely. But we'll, we'll get a nice name and um, no, it'll be good. I think over the next few weeks, you're going to see some extra production value coming into the gym. We're going to get some little signs back here and some pot plants. And uh, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. It'll be pretty cool. I still think that he should be right smack bang. On the Conan the, the Barbarian? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, Conan will... Um... All right, one sec. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to show them. you got to show, show the people. Oh, Jesus. This is Conan. <laughs> Conan is big unit. Just for people that don't know, how much does that weigh? It weighs over 20 kilos. <laughs> and uh, just a little bit of more of my history. So... Even though I was doing personal training and I was a fan of strength training, um, when I was at uni, and those that listened to, oh, I believe it was the third podcast, look at Dan Macri, the Strongman podcast. He got me into Strongman, and, uh, and we were training out of his garage gym at the time. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I did the WA Strongest Man, won that, this is back in 2011, qualified for Australia's Strongest Man. So basically, Dan... Uh, got me into strongman, we were training hard, I was doing it mainly for fun because I was enjoying it, and uh, I thought, oh, we'll give this thing a crack, and, and, and anyone that hasn't done strongman that wants to get into it, reach out to us, because um, we got a heap of the equipment, and we got a pretty good uh, unit, actually got uh, Megan, one of my competitors, she is flying over, or yeah. we're all flying over to the Arnold Classic Australia next week, and she's going to be trying to become uh, Australia's strongest woman, which is pretty cool, she's already the state champ, smashed it in the 82 kilo division. She's uh, dropped now to 73. She's even more of a weapon, stronger than she's ever been. So I'm really excited to see how that all comes along. Yeah. Um, back to this old Conan. Uh, when when I, I, I won the States, just because you win back in the day, you didn't necessarily qualify to go over to the Australia Strongest Man. You do now. The first place winner is guaranteed. Okay. Um, but back then what it was is they took, uh, every state ran the same state competition. And so they took the results and everyone went into the same draw. So if I won WA but was the 10th finisher, I wouldn't get invited. So Dan was like, are you going to go? And I said, look, if I finish in the top three, I'll go. Because I don't want to go and... I want to go to be competitive. Yeah. And so I, I, I qualified in third place. Oh, so I was like, all okay, right, cool. I guess I'm going. So he had yeah. qualified for the heavyweights that year. I qualified for the lightweights, which was under 105 kilos. The only is, time is the ever I've been just, a lightweight. It's just over 105? Is there any Yeah, back there? then it was, no, it was over 105 or under 105. Now they have, I believe... Under 80s, 90, under 90s, 105ers, and opens, I believe. They really need like a 125 or something yeah, there's because a, there's, some there's a huge dudes. difference there's between a difference. 110 and 160 or 200 kilo guy, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but this was the trophy. So Australia's Strongest Man. I ended up winning that one in 2011. I, that's going to be like one of yeah. my favorite things that you own. It's pretty cool. I've got a couple of just my rugby stuff and, you know, the other powerlifting competitions that I really enjoyed going to. But the Conan himself... Uh, won that in Lismore, New South Wales. So two flights to get back home. I didn't have any tickets. I had to carry this sucker on with me. <laughs> I did like, not, You do realize that your carry-on bag is seven and a half kilos. Because it was not in my bag. It was sitting on my <laughs> lap like this the whole way back. Is that, so, is that just concrete? Is it a concrete mold? Well, it's, it's a mold. It's mold cast. It's casted. It's, I believe it's, it's either cement or concrete. 
<laughs> but it's freaking heavy. It's about twenty kilos. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, this is the Conan, and uh, and you'll see we'll, we'll be we'll be playing around with uh, with yeah, we'll, where we'll stuff add, goes we'll over the next stuff, few yeah. weeks yeah. for sure. If anyone wants to come down and check out some of the strongman stuff, you've got quite a lot of stuff here. What is quite a lot of stuff for people who don't know? Like, what is all of the strongman equipment that you? Yeah, cover okay. the usual gym stuff. Yeah. Like, you do have a very impressive setup of general strength training equipment, but in terms of strongman stuff, that a, a lot of people just would not know what any of that is. Yeah. So, strongman is a very different sport. Uh, I'm a huge fan of powerlifting. I love it. I think it's great to show strength. You've got you know the squat, the bench, the deadlift. It's really, it's simple, but it's not easy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's simple, but it's not easy. You've got to work hard. There's a heap of technique involved, but it's just three exercises, you know, plus your um, secondary. Strongman is really different because there are hundreds of different events and the variations are endless. Yeah. So, um, again, like, we'll be having a nice big full catalog of stuff coming out in the next few months with all these strongman things, but you have stuff like log press, yoke carry, farmer carries, atlas stones, um, sled pulls, tire flips, uh, Anything that is awkward, uh, you could make into a strongman event by making it heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like some of the some of the equipment, some of the stuff you got. I like the most actually. And I'm not sure if you made them. Do you still have them here? Your stones, your atlas stones. I don't have all the stones here. I've moved them out just for space for now. Uh, but I do have the log that I made. Yeah, we I can tell the log story. I remember that. All actually. right. Yeah. So, Western Power, if you're listening, block your ears. <laughs> This is all just a hypothetical story. Yeah, it's, all right. Uh... This may or may not didn't happen. <laughs> Definitely happened. Definitely. So basically, uh, I was I was actually having a chat with Ed, so our old boss, and uh, I was telling him, I'll reset this. I don't know the time. I was telling him that I really wanted to get. I was telling him that I really wanted to get a strongman log. And I already had a steel one. Yeah. And this was again back in 2013 ish time it's a while ago and 2012 even like it was it was it was a while back and back then you couldn't go to like a flex fitness equipment or someplace and just get strongman equipment like no one sold it no so it was really hard to come by and when you could find it it was really expensive and so i already had a big steel log that i bought from the organizer of australia's strongest man after i'd won that in 2011 and but i really wanted a wooden log um the only wooden logs that were for sale were from was it no slater stones it was, it's from the US and it was thousands and thousands of dollars, not even to mention the shipping. It would cost way yeah. too much money. Well, though. just because how much does it weigh without any of the weights or plates on it? My steel one? Your, no, your, the one that you made. The one that I made is 85 kilos empty. But you've got to imagine, it's about, yeah. it's about 8 foot long and 10 to 12 inches diameter. It's a big old chunky Jarrah tree well, gonna have to. We're going to have to cut something in with one of us holding onto it so that they can see what you're talking 100%. about. 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so basically, I was like, I really want a wooden log, but it's so expensive to buy. There's no way. I was like, maybe I could make one. And I was like, well, where do I get big logs from? And this is, again, it was before Facebook Marketplace and everything like that. So you, like now you can just go and find big logs. They do, they sell them on auction down in like Harvey. But yeah. back then, I didn't know where to find logs. I was like, well, I want a big Jarrah log or a big heavy wood log. Um, I'll call Western Power. Like they must know where they get theirs from yeah. or where they put the old ones that they, they pull down and replace with pine. So I called up Western Power. I was like, "Oh, look, it's kind of a weird, uh, kind of a weird request." But can you tell me what you do with all those old Jarrah logs that you pull down um, to telephone poles, or you know where you you get them from? Because I, I really would like to get a big sort of 
not a tree, but like a cylinder bit of wood, you know? Yeah. And they wouldn't tell me. And, uh, and they they, wouldn't tell you? Well, they didn't know. I was like, well, but someone has to know because, I mean, you guys take them down and replace them all the time. So, yeah. like, what department do you think might know? And they're like, I can't help you and we can't help you. And I talked to about three or four people and no one wanted to help me. And so, uh, so I was like, well, right, I guess the I don't get it anyhow. The tip, they probably just hopped them. Uh, yeah. Not knowing how valuable they were. So, basically, and a lot of them are in poor shape as well, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, when they well, replace them with right? pine. When yeah, they, they are old. How old are they? I don't know, but they're replacing them with pine now. Yeah. And so, the next day, my old boss, he called me, he goes, you're not going to believe what just happened. He goes, there is a down Jared telephone pole, <laughs> and they are going to replace it. I remember this. And so we drove over there and we changed how all that many, stuff. How many but, people did huh? you say it took to lift it on? It was car? two of us, but Adam Strong as well. He, he was like Australia champion bodybuilder. So he was a big unit. Yeah. And I had just won Australia's strongest man for the 105. So like we had a good bit of muscle. Between us. So we, we chucked this down telephone pole, a portion of it, onto my old Subaru Outback, the old station wagon. Yeah. And the, the whole... The whole car is on a tilt. I like, this is not safe at all. We, we strapped it down as best we could. I drove like an absolute nanner on the way home. Ended up weighing it. Uh, and, well... Before you cut it down. Not, well, I cut, I cut some big chunks off and I weighed those chunks. And then that I could figure out how much the whole thing weighed. About 180 kilos, this log weighed uh, by itself. Yeah. And so uh, we got this, this, this poor car is on a tilt. I get home. I didn't have any tools, so I went to Bunnings and bought like chisels and chainsaws and electric planers. I remember you hocking out a big hole with the, the chainsaw. Yeah, and then hand right. chiseling it out. Yeah. And uh, piece by piece, I built this Jera Strongman lug. And uh, I'll put, we'll splice some video and pictures in, but it's pretty legit now. Yeah. So, uh, so that's how that I like, lug came I like, the, I like the finishing touches with the rope and everything. Yeah, it just, gotta get the ropes there. It looks nice rope. as well. It looks yeah. really nice. Yeah. That was, a, that was a good project, actually. Yeah, that's it's. I think I still think it's too heavy to do it, but that should be something. I don't think you should use it very much. I think you should just have that somewhere where you hang above, like a door, a garage, or something like that. It just looks really nice. It looks great. Such a shame if you get a lot of use out of it, it's eventually gonna break, right? Yeah, I mean, if you keep dropping with a lot of weight on it, would yeah. for sure. But look, I'm a bit of a bit of a handyman, so it might be all right. <laughs> just, just keep fixing it. <laughs> yeah, just keep it. No, I mean, like, hopefully, I made it good enough that it's not gonna break. But uh. But yeah, no, it doesn't really get used now. It's against the corner of the wall in the gym. Yeah. Just it's more as a showpiece, really. And and people need to. If people want to use it, they have to be really uh, comfortable controlling the steel log before I let them use the yeah. uh, the wooden How much one. Is the steel log. The steel one empty seventy five. Seventy five. I mean, you can I load it up to hundreds. It's trouble. It's even getting better. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was tough. Yeah, yeah. I haven't touched any of the strongman stuff. Actually, that is a very good point. Um, I have not done any strongman work. No, like at all. I really, I feel like I have to now that I'm here. Well, this is here. this is something else that we talked about that we're going to get going, which is going to be a yeah. the role reversal. So basically, we're going to have a little um, mini series on YouTube where yeah, I do all fun. of Adrian's mobility and mobility exercises and well, not and, just mobility because oh I do God. a lot of other stuff. I do a lot of explosive uh, movement based training, like all the flips and tricks and things that I do as well. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta try that stuff. I just want to see it. Mate. Also, I do think for the last 10 years, you've been asking me to show you how to do a backflip. This is so that's true. That's going to be in there this as well. This is true. I will learn how to do the backflip. And then I'll have to go through and do, I guess you could run me through just a strongman event. Oh, no. I'm not going to run you through a strongman event, sir. I'm going to run you what? through a strongman full day competition. Full day? Yeah, but you're not going to be doing a full day 
mobility. That's not anywhere. It's not the same scale. It's like an entirely different. Right. Uh, when you compete in strongman, you do a full day competition. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So. All right. Then I'm gonna have to put. I'm gonna. Okay. I'll put something together. You put something together, and then Done. we'll release it in bits. So stay tuned for that bit because that's gonna come up. It's gonna be awesome. That'll be exciting. Actually, I'm yeah. really excited about it. Yeah. Nice. In terms of what we're going to be doing in the future with this podcast, because this is the very first one, and it's all new to me anyways, I have no idea what I'm doing, um, we had a couple of ideas of what we want to do moving forward. So we've got one where we're going to talk about the whole carnival thing, and we're going to, we're going to have a guest speaker. That's, That's right. Fancy. We're going to have a guest speaker come in uh, and, and just talk about how we went. Nothing, nothing to... It's going to be, oh, speak of the devil. Speak of the devil, there um, it is. It's, it's nothing in, uh, specific, nothing scientific. It's really just anecdotal, like how we did it compared is to this, is this templates that are out there, that sort of stuff, and then how we felt with it and just how it's going. Yeah. Just like a, just to, just to let the people know, just to chat. Is this the Bro Science Podcast? I, it might be the Bro Science Podcast. All right. Because you've got your professional podcast, right? I've got the science-based professional podcast. Yeah, and so this one is more of a... The Bro because, Science Podcast. But you do try, every, I've, I've seen you lose tons of weight on a few mm. different diets and you like you really dive into stuff but you get as strict as you can but like I'm saying how like you're not a nutritionist well, let's give right? some so context there because you can't have the entire audience of 47 people but <laughs> thinking that I was just a giant fatty right is that you I weren't always a giant fatty <laughs> but <at laughs> this point, <laughs> I, I fluctuate my weight depending on what I'm doing so when I was playing first grade rugby yeah I was about 116 to 118 kilos here in Australia. When I was in the US playing rugby, it was cold. They had to snowplow the field for us before games sometimes, and it was a slower brand of rugby. So I had to go up even heavier because the boys are big, big Samoans, big Americans. So, uh, so I had to go up to about 125 kilos yeah, when I was I in the US. When you were but then naturally, I'm much closer to 100, mid 90s. So I will fluctuate my weight 15, 20, 25 kilos depending on what I weigh. at the moment. I'm on my way back down for some jiu-jitsu yeah. competition. So I'll be getting down to the low 90s in the next month or so. Yeah, because I've seen you yeah. go up and down about 20-odd kilos here or there. Yeah. Um, when you were trying to cut weight after rugby as well, you, you dropped. When, when you were on keto, that was the biggest yeah, I one, did, right? Yeah, I did 30, 30 kilos. Yeah, yeah, 30 yeah that kilos. was huge, actually. But you're not a nutritionist, right? So you can't do it with any level of... You can't say with any level of uh, a certainty scientifically that this is... Look, you know I'm, I mean? not gonna, so, I'm not going to give people advice that they need to do this sort of diet because I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian. I can only give the anecdotal um, response exactly. of what, what I experienced. And that's and that's what the, the Carnival podcast would be because I'm in exactly the same boat there as well. So I, I set myself a, a specific goal and hit those markers pretty much dead on. So without any... If I was to be confident and egotistical, say, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. But I can't say that with any degree of, uh, of, of scientific accuracy. So it's, it's always going to be anecdotal. But, yeah, that's what these ones will be more like. Instead of trying to prove points, it's more just... It's more just uh, yeah, it was, and that's the thing as well. Because I do enjoy the podcast where I'm talking with people that are top of their field. Mm. Um, but I also just want to be able to chat about current events and things that are happening in the gym or things that are happening with what are you trying for training what are you trying with your diet and it doesn't have to be um, you know I don't have to dig through journal articles to give myself references here exactly. we can just actually just talk and exactly. throw it out it be the yeah. brain trust it could be the brain trust the brain trust podcast okay cool you could, we, we could like sure it's not a bro science podcast we could call that the bro trust right the bro just, trust just put a little bit of twist on it we'll, we'll think about it we'll, we'll figure <laughs> we've this got out to, we've got to find a name yeah also for all of those 47 listeners out there. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think it's 51 now because of my recent posts. This is the social media train that I'm talking about, nice. guys. So, please, if you haven't done so already, 
like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, alright? We're going to be putting out a heap of content. And we do want a tagline or a name for this particular salad podcast. That's so if you, right. If you've got any good ideas, let Leave us Leave some ideas in the comment, uh, in the comments below. Uh, give us a name for the Adrian and Evan podcast, where we're going to be talking about everything, not just specific parts of sports and science, alright? So right? far, all I've got is Adrian and Kevin, but <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense. So. It makes zero sense. We're not going to have that. Even if that's all that gets recommended, we're not having that. Um, cool. Wasn't well, this a pretty good introduction podcast for the pair of us yep, um, to yep. introduce ourselves to the new listeners and the people that have been listening? To our expansive audience, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Guys, it's alright. Only 949 more subscribers until we can monetize. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's start to count it down. That's it. Awesome. Guys, thanks for watching. Stay tuned. We're going to have a heap of content for you coming soon. Catch Thanks. you next time. Bye. Cool. I like that. That was, that was good. That was, that was, that was really good. Sweet.